this is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Off the Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue, Blue podcast. podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, host Brandon, join my co-host Nick and Dan. And gentlemen, we're here for the Everton match review. Uh, but before we get into that despair, misery, uh, and just the lack of caring. Uh, we've got a little <laughs> bit of news to uh, to release to the public, Dan. I know Nick tried to steal the thunder early on his personal social media account, but I guess we can finally make a, an official announcement as, as a group. Look, Nick loves the saucy drip on social. He loves the opportunity to drip feed the population. But I, man of the people, man of the mm-hmm. masses, and want to mm-hmm. bring it to you as a group mm-hmm. and say that we're heading back to London. Which is super exciting. It has been two and a half years since we have been in London, the three of us. Frank was manager. Wow. (laughs) Eons ago. A short 84 years ago. We remember when. We're back in London this coming week. We're going to be flying out on the Thursday, the 5th, landing on the 6th, and going to be taking in a bunch of matches, Nick. We're excited. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to get excited about the men's team matches right now, but I think uh, very excited for the for the women's team matches. We're going to see them uh, play United at home on the Sunday and potentially raise the FAWSL title, which is amazing. And then we're going to the Women's FA Cup Final uh, as well. Uh, I'll let someone else talk about the men's matches as I cannot be bothered, but... The FA Cup oh uh, final for the women is a really exciting occasion, and there are still tickets available, uh, Dan, as you pointed out pre-show. So it's true. 20, 20 pounds. pounds. 20 pounds That's gets nothing. you a seat at Wembley on the Sunday, the 15th, to take in the match for Chelsea women, again, potentially get another domestic trophy. Why would you not want to go to that? So Look. so we're, we're going to get a chance to see Jesse, you know, uh, fre- frequent, uh, uh, you know, podcaster on our network, and then uh, most recent host uh, of the uh, Blue Royalty Women Show. We're gonna get a, to hang out with Jesse for a little bit. Uh, probably do a couple of pods there, and so that'll be great. So uh, I'm all about the women's team. Uh, they are they're great. They're fun, and they score goals, and it's it's fun. So those are those are two of the five matches, Dan, that we're gonna go see. Well, look, and again, if uh, we see Chelsea claim at least five points over uh, two of those Premier League matches that we're going to see, they will have secured top four. We'll talk about all the math later. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be going to the Wolves match. Uh, you can find us at the Cock Tavern beforehand and the Atlas post-match. Um, we'll be seeing a fair number of our friends there. Also be going to the Leeds match away. Leeds away. I'm God very speed. excited to see if we can potentially uh, help relegate a side versus... Not relegating aside, and then we're going to see the men's FA Cup final as well. So uh, potentially an opportunity to see three trophies across two different sides lifted. Uh, we do want to thank um, a few of our uh, fellow friends and season ticket holders who helped us get uh, the Wolves tickets and the uh, Leeds tickets. Uh, obviously not available for general sale, but you know, nice to uh, kind of be welcomed back uh, by our friends, Brandon, by the people that we've kind of built uh, wonderful relationships with over the past uh, eight years. Yeah, absolutely. Hit us up if you want to grab a drink or say hi. Uh, it's kind of funny when we talk to friends, like, oh, what do you do when you go there? It's like, all we do is meet up with people. Like, we see friends, we share drinks, like, we share stories. It is just all about as much 
face-to-face time as we can possibly get uh, while we're there. So we're gonna continue to do a lot of that. We've already reached out to a ton of people to, to coordinate, but again, if you're around, if you're in the area, we know that even some of our friends from the Twin Cities Blues are gonna be there the exact same time. We're hearing mm-hmm. other people from Discord and and our followers are gonna be there. Let mm-hmm. us know. It's surely gonna be a very fun, festive uh, weekend. I will only be there for the FA Cup weekend, but like Nick and Dan will be there all week. And Editor Jake, who's already in Scotland, just living why, the dream. Why, why is that, Brandon? Do you have like a wedding to plan or something? Gosh. Sure, sure, sure do. What a jerk. Yeah. No. Anyways, just uh, just hit us up on Twitter if if you're yeah. if you're around and you're like, hey, for whatever reason, I want to go see these idiots. <laughs> we're, we'll we'll be around with beers in tow. We'll buy beers for people. We'll, we're just here to have a good time. So uh, it's been two and a half years. Uh, we have we have time to catch up with uh, with some folks. Let's do it. Let's yeah. just have a ball. Yeah, third time's a charm planning this trip this season. So <laughs> here we go. All right, let's jump over to the episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, um, what happened, uh, friendship ended, and then do we have a top four fight on our hands. So, Dan, uh, as always, pull check from the people, the three-word match review. Well, Mr. Thurman leaning with the friend is foe. Has multiple meanings. Very, very good. Chili with the for Frank's sake Zarley making another appearance recently. At two, Frank? At two, Frank? Bill of Rights with the not-so-goodison. Yep. Tana with the gifting-goodison goals. Regan with the keep-sell-moan. Sure will. BNH with the up-all-night, talking about the fact that, which was just crazy, Everton fans fireworks at near around the hotel Chelsea was staying at, the players and the coaching staff, to keep them up, to disorient them? It's literally some CONCACAF shit. Like, that's what happens for CONCACAF World Cup qualifying when the U.S. travels to Central America for the most part, is yeah. fireworks, foghorns, whatever. It's ridiculous. Vuvuzelas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh. come on. It's uh, reeks of desperation. Maybe should have showed up all season. Anyways. And then Kate with the, what was that? With both a three-word match review and a question in one one usage. Very good. Yeah. I went with uh, no fighting spirit. I don't think I'm going to ruffle any feathers with that one. Uh, Nick, you had? Can't be bothered. And Dan, you had? Mostly in control? Question mark. All right. Love the uber positivity. Uh, huge shots to Arethiel and Mikey uh, for joining us on Patreon. Uh, again, exclusive content there from Jesse uh, from Tweeds and myself and Phil covering the Academy, the men's and the women's team. Uh, Apple Podcasts, we have Peli Posh leaving a five-star review. Thank you so much. And Spotify, 4.9 out of 939 reviews. Road to 1,000 on that. Again, brand new feature. Just helps us get found uh, by the Chelsea fans. When I log into my Spotify, I see like five other podcasts, four of them I don't even know if they post. Uh, but sure enough, <laughs> uh, that recommendation feature is a strong one on Spotify. So, let us jump into the match details. It was Everton this past Sunday, the 1st of May. Happy May Day to everybody except Evertonians. Uh, it was in the Premier League at Goodison Park. In case you somehow missed it, Everton won. Chelsea nil. Patheticness uh, gifted a goal to Richarlison in the 46th minute. So thank you to the Chelsea FC 5th standout for providing the highlights. Uh, if you haven't already downloaded the app, go do it. We'll check it out. Here we go. The Wobie. The misplaced pass and the groans would have followed him from Arsenal to Goodison. Havertz, I thought he was clipped by Delft there, perhaps not, the shot comes in anyway and it wasn't a bad one, 
I just think everybody thought that was a free kick, including the Everton players. But Mason Mount decides to pick it up the loose ball. Mason Mount goes with it and goes for the shot and is unlucky. Oh, they're in here. Oh, Aspilicueta with the challenge. Richarlison with the goal. A minute into the second half. Lift off at Goodison. The game that needed a goal has got one. And in keeping with the match, it's a very scrappy one. But what a priceless one it could be for them. Alonso. It's a good ball into Havertz. Mounter! Oh, goodness me, what about the rebound? Aspilicueta is kept out by Pickford. That's extraordinary goalkeeping. And they're closest by a million miles that Chelsea have come to a goal here. So unlucky. Oh, free header! Rudiger! Oh. Pickford's there again. Should be 1-1. What a save again. What a save. Ziyech, can he deliver a hammer blow? Can anyone? Alonso, Kovacic, it's tight! Pickford's there again, cementing them out of the match status. Two of the stoppage time minutes gone. All right, Dan, lineup time. Well, it was Ewamendi between the sticks. Antonio Rudiger, Thiago Silva, and Cesar Aspilicueta is your back three. Marcus Alonso and Reese James on the wings with Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Jorginho as the midfield two. And Timo Werner, Mason Mount, and Kai Havertz up top. Kepa, Saar, Chalaba, Kennedy, Sal, and Lukaku. Unused subs in this match. Kovacic, Pulisic, and Ziyech all coming in off the bench. All right. Just bracing myself. Match stats, top line. Chelsea was 78% possession, all right? Uh, we had 17 shots, five on target. Everton, with a measly 20% possession, had nine shots, four on target. Uh, we had 913 touches to their 392. We had 715 passes to their 195. 18 tackles to 13, 17 clearances to 24, eight corners to three, two offsides to none, five cautions to their three could be questionable uh and then we conceded 12 fouls to their nine my only point is that we obviously dominated this match uh but we didn't have a lot to show for it. especially when you look at the xg nick uh it says everton with a 1.9 xg on four shots on target chelsea who had five we had a one okay not good enough um was it the lineup was it just the lack of you know clarity in front of goal i mean it seems like the system created enough it just no final product yet again. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to talk about this. It's it's just not. I mean, this is not good enough. It's not been good enough for a while now. I mean, if we're being honest about it, it's been poor all season up front, um, horrifically inconsistent. Uh, this team did not show the character and fight that we're used to uh, today or in for the last five matches. Um, the results have uh, been reflective of that, uh, I think, collective effort, fight, and spirit. And I think you could point back to not advancing uh, in the Champions League as a point that might turn Chelsea's season uh, horrifically upside down. I don't know what else we need to say. Everyone who's listening to this podcast watched that match today. That was nowhere near the level. 
nowhere near. I mean, we can talk about the referee. We can talk about the gift of a goal. I mean, it's just they are not playing well right now. Uh, they did not look like they could be asked to be there. So, All right. At OptiJo, bringing in uh, a bit of a damning set, plus 44. Coming into today's match against Everton, Chelsea had only trailed for 29 minutes away from home in the Premier League this season. With Richarlison's goal after 46 minutes today, more than doubling their season total, 73 minutes trailing on the road, self-inflicted. So we went from 29 to 73 in one match, uh, which is not great. Uh, Nick, do you want to do an MPET shit out someone in the match? Uh, I mean, I guess the Kai and Yuri Mina thing was kind of funny. I, like, again, it it was nice that at least Kai was trying to throw himself around, uh, you know, try to show a little bit of character. I think it was misplaced in a lot of ways today, but the the Yuri Mina flex and then Kai just pushing him over was uh, at least entertaining, whereas the rest of the match was not. He really didn't have any ability to hold himself up. It was like gravity basically decided the rules were working five or six times harder against him in that one moment. Yeah, Yuri Mina had a Rudiger of a game today. Don't say that. It's quite the dark arts move. Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. Every time Pickford grabbed the ball, he went and like forced him down. to. Okay, anyways. Uh, Joe tweets, XBs, I'm just filling in. We had Kion Mina already. Aspie on Coleman, potentially. Uh, those two could not be separated from their chests uh, at one point. Uh, maybe Reese on everyone uh, that kind of came into his path. But, again, these are all uh, not great when you, you are bodying out of frustration rather than dominance. So... We're going to jump into our ad break. When we get back, we're hitting the uh, the, the highly defined section number one of Erm Um What, uh, which dealer's choice on that one. So thank you to sponsors for financially supporting the show. We'll be right back. All right, our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well, it's hard to get a lot of micronutrients in. You know, we're all focused on our macros with protein, carbs, and and fat and now we got to add the micronutrients from fruits and vegetables it's just hard to eat that many servings a day so uh, i started doing it just to make my life a lot more efficient i'm getting better gut health and a more uh, durable resistant immune system so what is this stuff well with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all of the things again i do it it's easy it's fast it's quick uh throw up my shaker usually on my way home from work drink it 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 goes down quickly uh and like i said you get six servings of vegetables a day very easily uh, but hey don't listen to me athletic greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews it's recommended by professional athletes and is trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to say, give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, coming out of the break, more pods uh, coming at us this week. I mean, Dan, 
no rest before you bums leave for the other side of the pond. Yeah, I know. What, what, uh, what slackers are we dropping uh, at least two podcasts additionally on top of this episode this week with travel vlog royalty travel special vlog. <laughs> as they uh, had a wonderful win uh, against uh, Birmingham City to uh, put one hand onto a side of the trophy there potentially, and uh, look, it came late, but that's okay. The goal was there, and the dub dub happened, so it's all good. And then a Matt Law special. We're going to get back in touch with Matt Law, talking about the sale now that it is starting to come into focus, that Todd Bowley and his consortium look to be ready to go, and then yeah, plenty of pods from London, in and around London, conversations, things we're doing, uh, a little bit more abstract maybe than the ones that we've done previously, but yeah, I'm going to take you along for the ride. I think the Porto trip, think the, the special that we did for the Champions League, more content like that over the uh, the coming days. Yeah, yeah like, I'd also just throw a shout to our social channels because we're probably going to be doing some some content in person that you'll want to participate in. So just heads up there. Uh, yeah, content Airbnb. Whoever whoever shows up essentially is going to be on a podcast. Uh, when you got editor Jake there, it's just going to be content, 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 which which will be fun. Uh, all right, let's jump into it. I know everyone's excited, uh, but how and why? Chelsea could not get it done versus Everton and continue our dreadful run of form versus Everton at Goodison. But, I mean, Dan, my biggest concern and complaint is that we knew exactly what the hell we were walking into. Everton are backed into a corner, absolutely swinging haymakers at everything that comes their way, trying to get out. We knew they are going to defend like bastards. We knew that their fans were going to be up for it and the atmosphere was going to be electric. And it still seemed like Chelsea were a little off guard. I mean, the way it started, they got a foul from Ruben at the top of the box, what, 17 seconds into the match. Thankfully, they skied it, and it kind of took the air out of the stadium for a little bit. But, like, everyone knew this was coming, and it's the Chelsea players just still seemed like they didn't really want to deal with it. They were made uncomfortable, and it wasn't what they were interested in dealing with today. That Everton side is fighting for a right to stay into the Premier League. The Everton supporters willing on their team are rooting and getting behind their team to give them the energy, the noise, the atmosphere, and the environment to be a hostile territory for Chelsea to come into. And they made it so. Doing everything from placing the ball underneath one's shirt at one point to hide it for a moment... Uh, and all the silly antics that you would anticipate from the dropping like flies, from light challenges, the time-wasting very end of the match. Because a point for Everton, while not ideal, was something that, you know, at minimum they needed from this match, but they needed the win. You know, you, talk, you saw Frank afterwards talk about how they had a plan to deal with Mason Mount and to make sure that he could not impact the game in the way that maybe he has done over the past few you know few matches where we have been able to get a result it wasn't a sharp performance it's another example of where we're punished for individual error because there was enough in this to get a draw there was enough in this match for a draw even as back and forth as it was at times i mean when you only face nine shots only four of them are on target they have 20-ish possession for the entirety of the game. Like You kind of got to play a lot of your ball. The just cohesive, the collective performance wasn't strung together. And you know, I think, Nick, to your point, you know, people have gone from giving sevens and a couple of eights to having 
fives and sixes with maybe a seven and like that averages and nets out to not be the type of squad composition that's going to give you a, give you the right result everton had one point in their previous six games before today they were on a horrific slide yes they showed a lot of character against liverpool but that's a derby match right they're not good their talent selection that was on the field today was shockingly poor for a Premier League side. And we've now given them an eighth of their points this year. So, I don't know. Like, I, they're, they're going to get all the credit in the world for winning this game because they had to go win it. But as Chelsea fans, our gaze has to be directly on Tuchel who made a lineup selection and on the players who didn't perform. Chelsea should be throttling this Everton team, absolutely putting them to the sword. It shouldn't have been close. Yes, I know Goodison is not historically a place where we play well. Everton are all-time bad. We're never going to play a worse Everton team than this. So I, I just, I'm baffled by the, you know, the, the eighth game in a row with Werner, Havertz and, and Mount up there when it's clear that that hasn't worked in a, you know, the trick hasn't worked in a little bit. I'm baffled by the way the midfield was set up, um, you know, and clearly the defense is now in mistake mode. So, uh, yeah, I mean, whereas I thought a couple weeks ago that we would be kind of cruising into the top four, I, you know, I, I don't really believe this team has a cruise in the top four in them. I think it's going to be a fight now. And don't be surprised if we lose to Leeds because Leeds are going to put up a very similar fight that Everton put up today. And I might argue that they have a little bit more talent than Everton does. And don't, you know, don't be surprised if any of our other games are close too. this team does not look like they want to be there. It's hard to blame them, honestly. Like, I, I think I'd probably feel that way too, but... Uh, this is not going to be the cruise control mode that we talked about even last week on the show. It's clear that this is going to be a fight now. It is very frustrating, right? As we talked about, oh, we control our destiny. We just need a couple points, struggling teams. Uh, again, this really didn't surprise any of us watching, I think. And that's the most frustrating part. Um, anyways, I don't want to continue to dig too much. Um, friendship ended uh poor fishing some unfriendly moments um tuchel didn't hold back in this one uh from naz he got some quotes from tuchel saying he got away that friend i'm sorry everton got away with it when it comes to aggressive tackles he said kevin friend didn't have full control of the game he denied that the fireworks at the team hotel was a factor although he says he woke up twice from it i'm sure it's a factor but it's one of those things you can kind of like shake off a little bit right at the end of the day when it comes down to the match like your adrenaline's pumping you know probably slamming some energy drinks whatever it is like they've got enough nutritional tricks up their sleeve to like get them through this I, Nick, I don't think the team was was tired i just think they weren't up for it from a mentality standpoint so and then on top of that you have the referee being like nope nope you know everything you feel like is kind of going your way you start to feel bad for yourself you start to kind of like uh, shrink in character and fight and i think that's exactly what we saw today just like look if we got to fight everton and the referee like fuck it we're out like this is not what we're interested in 
I like I don't I, I know friend was bad and the state of refereeing is just really 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 bad I mean even watching the Arsenal West Ham game after after this game because I'm a glutton for fucking punishment the refereeing was horrible in that game too I mean like the state of refereeing is not good so if you know that's a constant then you have to look back at yourself and understand why this Chelsea team which has effectively dealt with the press most of the year, not all of the year, but most of the year, couldn't find a way around Everton running running around like crazy at them. It just it doesn't make any sense. And there was no plan B when Everton started high-pressing. There was no long ball strategy. There was no route A or route 1, whatever you want to call it. It was, it was just the same old, same old. And I don't know, to me, Dan... I don't even know where to start with this. I'm I'm just so dumbfounded by the lack of care that went into this game that it's really hard for me to even like pick it apart in any sort of cohesive way. But I mean, the the refereeing was far from the thing that lost us this game to me. Uh, I mean, when you talk about the press, though, like I mean, here here's the reality. Like again, this is the victim of your own success type thing. Like, Antonio Rudiger has played 4,200, almost 4,300 minutes this season. And he, you know, Keane for Everton, who is the most minutes on their team, has played 29-38. Like, our our team is tired. Rudiger looked it today. My gosh. it it, It did look it. But, I mean, Mendy, 38. Mason Mount, 33. Thiago Silva, 33, Jorginho, 32. Like, no one in this, uh, you know, Everton side is above three. And the majority of them were like, 2-4, 2-5, 2-3. Like, this week coming up is the first time in the longest time that I can remember, because we <laughs> do a podcast after every match, where Chelsea can have a mid-week, midweek off to refresh and revitalize and to try to reset but i think you're getting an over-reliance on players that you hope are going to get good and come come through and find a way even on tired legs to make it work i think you have a lack of trust for several members of the bench that tuchel is not going to go to and you are now (laughs) just there's not a lot of things that are going right that are going to produce a positive end outcome why not mix up more of the personnel if if you know and i think it's a fair point right like if the team just played thursday and another very disappointing results against another shit team and that team didn't get it done why are you playing Werner havertz and mount again for the eighth straight game or whatever like i i, I think i think that's why i gotta look at tuchel again today for a really bad setup i thought it was a really bad setup um i thought with ruben in that he might do what he did in the FA Cup, which essentially play Jorginho as the base of a three in that midfield and have uh, Mount and Ruben Loftus-Cheek as, you know, kind of two attacking eights that were able to drive and penetrate into that, you know, space where a number 10 would usually sit and then keep the width, you know, uh, with with Havertz and, and Werner and, allow a little bit more space because you knew they were just going to bunker in. Like that's what they do because they can't, if they could see goals, it's over. Like they're going to lose. Like they don't have a whole lot of attacking prowess to get back into game. So, you know, again, well, I think the players were 
you know, fours and fives today. I think you got to look at Tuchel, and I think that's a four or five selection. I think it's a four or five tactical adjustment. Like, why the 70th minute again? You saw that shit wasn't working. It wasn't working. There was nothing that suggested that Chelsea were going to get back into the game in the 55th minute. So make a change. I, I don't. I don't know. Like, again, I'm not even that bothered by this because I. I don't think it. Like they weren't. They weren't bothered by it. But there's just some like very untukely things that happened that I was just like, okay, so I guess no one's up for this one. Yeah, the the errors from Mason, especially late in the match, just miss hitting passes. Uh, the that's a mental fatigue type thing, right? When you sure. just. Uh, a lot of those errors, you know, so to your point, you know, if we're managing fitness levels, like I was kind of looking at the roster again, I mean, you you would think, and obviously I'm not going to, you know, pretend like I know, that you could put a Lukaku in and get something out of him, right? You Christian Pulisic is pretty fresh. Thank you, Mark, for tweeting. Anyways. <sighs> Let's um, talk about that later. <laughs> so it, it, there's definitely players in there you know obviously Aspie didn't have a good game you'd like to think you could ride on your captain but there's just another example of of Trevo you know at least on the bench this time you know sitting out even Alonzo looked gassed uh as well I mean there was no dynamism although you know he did get in the box a few times which you can you can expect but defensively really offering nothing so I, I again you you are seeing that uh from this team especially one that had to go in and unlock uh, a tough safe uh, in the Everton team. I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think where I get a little bit frustrated um, just in, in the whole, it's just, and this isn't a this situation only, but in general, I don't understand how us as fans all realize when a team is stalling. The players pointed out, the managers pointed out, and the referee still continues to like, support it or at least not you know penalize it and, and push people to get their shit together and to to move it along i mean again jordan pickford master of this every time he caught it took three steps went down goal kicks took an amazingly long time to take and friend just kind of was oblivious to it and i just don't know like how at the highest levels that's not something that they have a solution for like hey in these situations be aware for this 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 is how we handle it i get the ball boy situation like i totally understand but you don't have 15 like soccer balls around the pitch whatever but shit i you know credit to me i i called over under on seven minutes of stoppage time and sure shit it was a push which you i nailed it that was believe. incredible <laughs> i couldn't believe and i was still kind of upset because they time wasted the shit out of you know three of those seven minutes anyway so it was the same same damn thing but there was no urgency or pushing in the last seven minutes to even like help us or like give us a chance so uh just a, another side note of frustration kind of in total um, God, I don't know. I mean, we, we can talk about the top four uh, situation. It still looks good. I don't think it feels good. There's probably two different things. There's the Nick side of it that doesn't feel good. Then there's the Dan side of it that says, well, statistically, it still looks good. Um, so I don't know where you where you I feel like there's a, a like a, a an invisible pushing up of glasses and like calculator <laughs> you're pulling out to to symbolize me in that moment. Maybe if that's how you want to be perceived. Uh, so Dan, statistically, numerically, probability-wise, like we are still very much in control of our own destiny. The magic number is five out of a remaining three matches, I believe. So this is why, and I know Nick Nick can provide the counterpoint here in a second, but I'll explain. This is why 
you should still feel okay. And I, I, I do think there's a reason emotionally to not feel great because of the run of performances. But the probabilities, 99% and above, that we still qualify for a Champions League spot heading into the end of the season here. Uh, we are currently on 66 points, a max of 78, with Wolves, Leeds, Leicester, and Watford remaining. Arsenal at 63 points. They have Leeds, Spurs, Newcastle, and Everton left on a maximum of 75 points. And then Spurs, 61 points currently. Liverpool, Arsenal, Burnley, and Norwich with a maximum of 73. Our, our number is five. We need five points, five points out of the remainder to get across the line and be safe to get a top four finish. Ideally, you'd like to finish top three. But let's just say if we get top four, it's perfectly fine. Um, Arsenal and Spurs playing each other, huge implications. And Spurs against the Liverpool side that are in a must-win game to keep the pressure on Man City and potentially win the title. And like that number goes down as these teams lose. Obviously. Correct. All right. So this this next match, this next weekend against Spurs, you know, if you win against Wolves and you watch Spurs lose to Liverpool, you're in a perfect spot. That's like that, that would be uh, I mean, it wouldn't be great to see Liverpool win the title, but I wouldn't mind Liverpool not winning the title but still beating Spurs. That'd be great. All right, Nick, your time has begun. Uh, look at our form guide. Like Wolves are obviously Wolves should be a win. I mean, they're they're on the beach just like we are right now. So, you know, you feel okay about that. They're kind of shipping goals now too, which was their superpower earlier this season was not shipping goals. So uh, that's maybe a heartening thing if you care to look at positives. Um, Leeds is going to be an absolute dogfight. If you watch them play City this weekend, yes, they lost 3-0. That was not a City 3-0 in a way that you're used to seeing. That was an incredibly competitive, very physical, poisonous atmosphere of a match that we're apparently going to go to. Um, So that's going to be fun. Lester not showing up against Spurs today is probably an indicator of where they are. So maybe you feel good about that. Maybe you don't. We haven't historically played great against them, though, um, over the last couple of years. It probably depends on how their conference league match with Roma goes this week. If they advance, they're going to forget about this match. Yeah, right, because there's nothing for them to do in the league, right? I mean, they're they're already secured mid-table. So maybe, who knows, right? And then Wofford will certainly be relegated by this next weekend. So I, They'll maybe, probably play maybe, for pride, finally. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have their best performance of the season. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, look, I, I thought that we should have six points against United and, and Everton. So what the fuck do I know? I, I mean, if, if this team does not play better than they're playing right now, then we likely go into the last weekend needing something out of Watford. And that is a really, really, really dumb and completely avoidable place to be. But knowing how this season's gone, dumb and avoidable, it, the whole season's been like that. So, you know, that's if I was a betting man, I'd bet on going into the last game of the season against Watford, needing something out of that match. Uh, the positive energy of London is blue, though. Landing in London, the team knowing that we're there. Look, we're going to pick up the six points in two games. 
Let's we cruise it into the FA Cup final, get our dub against Liverpool, it'd be great. That'd be that'd be a perfect trip. <laughs> here's, here's here's my favorite thing about Dan. Dan can watch the game today and go, Oh yeah, we're winning the FA Cup final, no problem. The form, fuck it. Who cares? Doesn't Clearly matter. they're sandbagging for it. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know, man. I, the, when I said I can't be bothered, like I am, I'm exhausted by this team. They make it hard on themselves. Clearly, the circumstances around this team make it hard on any, everyone else, including them. I am so ready for this fucking season to be over. I can't even. Just get the fucking six points. Fuck off, and let's move on to something else. Like that's how I, I feel. I will say to your point. I think. And also calling back to this idea of what Tuchel does over the next couple of matches, there's plenty of players in this side who will not be here in in even a month's time. And making sure that the likes of someone like Trev Chalaba, um, Ruben getting minutes, Callum getting back into fitness, like giving players who have a, a shelf life with Chelsea beyond early July, June... I think is going to be kind of critical too. Like I, I just outside of maybe Rudiger, uh, anyone who's kind of on the departure runway, I, I would likely look to not start them or feature them. You know, at this point in time. Uh, the fact that Arsenal and Spurs play each other gives me much hope, uh, and then the fact that both of them have to play a couple. Uh, well, how about this? Liverpool, who are in the hunt for the title, and Burnley, who are still in the relegation battle, I think is obviously good for us because they're going to come up against some some strong opposition in that in that sense. I mean, Arsenal they scored off two set pieces, two headers from center backs. Like that's the least Arsenal thing we've ever seen. Uh, Spurs. This I mean, is I mean, Burnley. Burnley are three wins in a row and a draw. Yeah. Like. Spurs, Spurs haven't scored, I think, in two, three weeks, and they, they turned it on today. So, like, super fluky team. Like, history shows they're going to bottle. Um, so we just need it to happen. But there's definitely every – a lot of things are going in our in our favor, but uh, we just have to see how it all shakes out. So, uh, obviously, no Dan in the match because, well, them's the rules, as uh, Dan likes to say, and, uh, and tell us why he did what he did. Um, but – plenty of results from the weekend so uh flipping back to saturday man city smashing leads for nothing brighton smashing wolves three nothing um okay. that's your sign when, when the when the team that defies xg laws uh can can score against wolves that's where nick's confidence should come from well whatever works uh burnley beating watford 2-1 crystal palace being southampton 2-1 uh villa beating norch 2-0 and uh, Liverpool beating Newcastle one nothing uh, on Saturday, and then Sunday, obviously Everton beating Chelsea one nothing, Spurs beating Leicester three to one, and Arsenal beating West Ham two to one. So the tables it stands: uh, City at the top on eighty three, Liverpool in second on eighty two, Chelsea third on sixty six, Arsenal fourth on sixty three, uh, and we are all leave- even on matches, including Spurs who are on thirty four matches played with sixty one points. Um, bottom, we know Norwich. I think are officially gone. Watford are officially gone. So now it's just a, a fight for the last spot. You got Everton uh, on 32 points, uh, Leeds on 34, and Burnley on 34. So uh, Le- Everton still have a game in hand. So if they win, they actually shoot all the way up to 16th. Uh, so who knows what the hell is going to happen? Uh, a lot of drama just the way the Premier League won it um, at the end of the season. So. 
Um, just to recap, uh, we're going to London, and that's all that really matters right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to struggle to leave the pub to watch the men right now, I think, is where I'm at. But, I mean, for, for all of the, the friends that we haven't seen in a couple of years and for everyone who has supported us who we're going to see in London, uh, we cannot fucking wait. It's going to be wonderful uh, to to hang out with everybody. That's what these trips are are about. The, the football can, can kick rocks, but the, the people are, are where we're at. And I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that part. It's been far too long. And, uh, there are a ton of new LIBP, uh, contributors who we're going to get to hang out with and, and tweeds and Jesse and Phil and the like too. So, uh, very pumped about that. You're going to see pictures of us with producer Jake, just hanging out in, in real life, Dan, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. And uh, look, you know, we we get to do this cool thing, and you know, because we've got a great community of listeners who like you, like you, you are you right now listening. I'm talking to you. Um, so we thank you, we appreciate you, and uh, we will bring you along for the ride as much as we can. And uh, you know, no, no sleep to London. It's going to be a busy week, and we uh, we can't wait. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up. More content coming throughout the week. Uh, again, uh, Blue Royalty coming out with the women's review. Uh, they are one match away from the FAWCL title. And then an up late with Matt Law because, well, he's been bored. So uh, make sure to stay subscribed. <laughs> uh, check us out on Patreon if you want even more content. Uh, but that's going to wrap us up. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.